Welcome to the Mad Youth Theatre Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things Mad YT. In this episode, I'm joined with Louis McGee. Here we will be chatting about Louis's long history with Mad, his involvement with youth theatre productions, and some of the things he has learned from having involvement with youth theatre. Hi everyone, so we're back today with none other than Louis McGee, or as I like to know him as Louis from the telly. Hello Louis, how are you doing? <laughs> What's up, Cal McGee from Mad Youth Theatre? Oh, is that all I'm known for? You're Louis from the Tally, and I'm Louis from, uh, Calvin from Mad Youth Theatre. Well, yeah, yeah, that's where you know you're from, isn't it? All these years, know you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Mad Calvin and, from Mad Youth Theatre. Well, that's it. That's it. Um, so we're joined today with Louis. Louis, give us a bit of background because I know you. A lot of people at home will know you, but also a lot of people probably don't know you. So how do you? How would we know you? And what's your experience with Mad? Um, we're mad. We're mad that people would know me from is probably known from RTE, Fair City, or Dame on Over. I'm either playing stupid, um, stupid hard man or just stupid, stupid person. That's usually my typecast. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm just being a stupid facilitator with you theatre. <laughs> it's just stupid all around, is it? Stupid all around, but it's great though. Um, we're mad. How long has it been now since I started coming to Mad? Um, 2016, I got my training to be a drama facilitator and one of the what's the word for it? one of the modules for that is working with a live youth theatre so like a placement yeah like you have to go to a youth theatre and work with an actual actual real people instead of training with our peers what are people who are training to be drama facilitators and I got sent to uh, I sent to Mad and what was that like so was were we your first experience with a youth theatre the youth theatre now, growing up I was part of youth theatre, but facilitating with proper training, yeah. And what was that like for you? It was Do you terrifying. remember anything from those workshops? Yeah, it was terrifying, that was. <laughs> I don't know why, I've never been to Dundalk. <laughs> and uh, you honestly, <laughs> like this is nothing bad against the area that I thought it was, but when I, when I got told going to Dundalk, I instantly thought that I was going to Darndale for some reason. Where's like, Darndale? Oh. Darndale's Dublin, is it not? Yeah, Darn, yeah, Darndale is like a real... Um, Quite a rough <laughs> Oh, well, you get that everywhere. You get that in Dundalk. Well, not against Iron obviously. I'm just like, obviously, I'm from Ballymore myself. I can't speak. But um, I was like, oh, no. Like, I'm going to be working with young kids and teenagers, and it's going to just they're gonna kill me. <laughs> well, <laughs> we we did, but in a, a different way. Probably the way you weren't expecting it. <laughs> but we ended up, my family were going to Dundalk, and I was like, oh, okay. And we ended up going to your old place, Weldon Hall. Is that what's called? Yeah, Jesus, that was about three spaces. Sure, we've had about 15 different uh, spaces, but that was about three different spaces, yeah. It would be, yeah, because I was part of the next space and then I was part of the recording space. The next, we liked it so much, we kept it. <laughs> it was yeah, a bit like, yeah. do you ever see the movies where um, they get a stray dog and the kids are like, can we keep her, Daddy? Can we keep her? That's what we were like <laughs> with you and the and We were saying, Quasi, can we keep him, Quasi? Can we keep him? I don't know, we look after him, we feed him, we not give him grief <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> But I'm, I'm really happy that it went because, like, of all the places to go, it was just obviously I met Jerry and Quaid for the first time there, and it was just a, it was a click, you know. It just, it just yeah. happened, and it was. Well, we um, we're very lucky. We get a lot of guest facilitators. We're very because Quasi would know a lot of people, but very seldom do we have a guest facilitator that comes as often as you do because we've had you about I don't know how many times back. I've been back over since I came. That's 2016. And I graduated and I passed. 
I was asked before, like I was asked around late December, I added the quasi on Facebook, he had me on Facebook, we were chatting, and he texted me saying, hey, I, want, I have something for you next year, if you're ready, if you're up for it, I said, like, yeah, definitely, and that ended up being the first um, one, one at Memorial Festival, what's it called? The mini, uh, the mini drama festival. Yeah, the one that we got together, and we made that play in 10 weeks and put it together. I remember that. I was, I was in your, because we were, there were two groups, I was in your group, and who was the other, oh, who was the other leader? Uh, Barry. Barry, yeah, Barry Morgan. Barry yeah. Morgan was the other leader. Um, but yeah, I was in your group. I remember that now. I forgot that that was you. Yeah, that's that's I was. That was the first time doing something. And I'd only met Barry before that as well. We were about part of a thing called Tempo, which is like a drama for transition year students in Tallinn. And that's where I first met him. And he had also been asked, and we were going, I'm going to Dundalk after this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, me too. And I was like, oh, deadly. Oh, so you didn't know you were... At the time, no. And then only when I met Barry Adam. I was like, oh, no way, I'm going to that too. Like, and we found out that he was doing it. Split us up. We done a big workshop for everybody. And then we had to do a draft pick on the bus home to see who we wanted and who we were great and all that. Instead of just, it was easier. I was like, great, this person, that person, this person, that person. So yeah. it was him. Yeah. Um, I, think, I don't think I worked with you the very first time when you were the leader. As in when you were training. I don't think I was in those workshops. No, but I was yeah. We've seen the pictures. The pictures are in mad. You worked with Katie and David. I remember that scene. So I was. Open. So I was, yeah. But I worked with you every other time you came back afterwards. Yeah, and I met you in Limerick as well. Kilkenny. So, yes, um, you did. At the... Jesus, uh, Louis, I I know you a lot more than I think I know you. Um, <laughs> no, Louis is like this figure that pops left, up places. You left the... You, you, I remember going home. I was about to go home on the, the Friday because I was filming. I was going back to Fair City and I had to say goodbye to his at the group and then Barry Skeen was taking over for me for the weekend. As is our like our leader, whatever we were, bring you to because you were in Jeff Murray's group. The babysitter. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember, I was just I remember you everyone say goodbye to me and you say goodbye, Louie, and then you turn around. And I remember you were just I couldn't stop laughing. We have this, the people haven't copied, we have the same surname. Yeah. And uh, it's just whatever it was, you just clicked on that. I remember you going, see Louie, you're like the father I always had, and I just couldn't <laughs> If anybody ever asks me about something, I always bring that up and I always laugh at them going, it's like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was 12 or 13 tops, by you the way. I was tiny. You were a tiny little fella. My God. I can't even remember that. <laughs> I said stuff. People from that residential still come up to me and say, do you remember you said this to me? Like, no, please don't bring that up. <laughs> but I always remember it. I was just one of the funniest things. That was a nice little, you know what, that was nice. I left an impression on these guys. It was great. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was, uh, actually, I do remember the that residential very well. That was one of my favorite residential. Right, that's how we got brought in. We got brought in as kind of like, as forced hands on with young people. It's kind of scary as well. I mean, there's a hundred in that big room trying to do a jump. Yeah, I can't imagine. I was when I was a young person, but I could imagine being a leader having to look after how many a hundred and something. Yeah, louds. <laughs> yeah, there's peaking two hundred young people there on a small enough campus. Like that's a lot of work. Mm. Um, I can't then, remember. Yeah. I can't remember that? if I've seen. I can't remember if I met Jerry beforehand because Jerry was down there, and I can't remember if that's when I first met Jerry or I met Jerry up in Wellington. You would have met Jerry in Wellington, I'd say. I don't know if it was... I don't know if I met... I went to Mad Forest or then I went to Kilkenny, you know, kind of way. No, definitely. I went to Mad Forest when I went to Kilkenny. Because yeah, because you were, you were training. You weren't training, Jerry. Yeah, I was filming. It was at the end of... Uh, it was like at the end of our year, in a way. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, so I would have already met Jerry down there. Oh, that was the same year, was it? Hmm? 
was that all the same year? So you were training the same year, yeah, 2016, mid 2016, around June, I think it was June or July. You start. You say 2016 now, and I think that's years ago. Like that is mad how long ago 2016 is in my mind. It's five years ago. Yeah, doesn't. But it like 2016 for me is far away. But in my mind, Kilkenny only happened two or three years ago. Yeah, no, it's kind of like what? It doesn't seem like. No, I never went back. Um, I was never asked to go back. Or, well, not that I wasn't asked, but the guys who run it, you kind of know that I've, like, I've, I've had a kid since then. So, like, yeah. if, if there was time to go back, I had a little babino at home and I hadn't got the time to really do it. You take them to Kilkenny. I can't yeah, take to Kilkenny either. No, yes, yes. It's a lot of, it would be a lot of pressure to put on yeah, the fiancé to go, here, look at me, <laughs> yeah. going off to look after 100 adults. <laughs> um, so then after Kilkenny, we had the Little Drama Festival. Yep, out of that, yeah, that was February, I think we started on that. 27 then. So it was literally one yep. after another, you were just back in the year. 2015, I was pretty stacked for facilitating. I was kind of scared at the time because I was like, will I be able to, once I get my qualification, will I be able to find a job doing this? And I'm hoping I would. But I was just fortunate enough to, that happened, as I said, back to back, back to back, back to back. And of course, meeting Quasi had a huge um, influence on that. Um, it's says, Calvin, can we stop this for a second? I'm getting a phone call. Yeah, of course. Two seconds. And we are back. So Louis just had to go away and do a short message. And we forgive him for that. These things happen. Um, but anyways, we were talking about the Little Drama Festival, I think. Yes. The Little uh, Members One Act Festival. Is it the Moaf or something? Was that what it was? was oh, it had a name. The name changed over the years. Yeah. <laughs> like Quasi loves a good name change. We'll we'll find out about that later on when we talk about a play that we did with Louis as well, where Quasi would change the name of the play every single night when introducing it. Um but he did, he did. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But um what was that what was that like? Was that your first time as a leader devising a play or Is this trapped, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This was first time everything, directing, writing, everything. Um, what was, was that like for you? It was a little terrifying because we didn't have a script until like five weeks in and up until that point we didn't really know what we were doing until that one magic day We where, had a different concept for a long time Yeah, like for people who don't know the play was all about um, 10 people 10 young people wake up in a room like, I don't like Saw <laughs> You don't know where you are It was literally like, like Saw, yeah it was woken up and the whole thing was, they don't know why they're there, they can't get out. And then I was over the course of time, you're, they, they, they got to reveal that they were all like people, uh, you know, children of people in power of some sort or another. We had royalty, we had oil tycoons, kids, we'd had like Facebook. I remember there's a massive thing to do with a uh, big farm in it. Yeah, big farm, big farm had a big thing to do, and that kind of tied into the story. and the way what we all came with. One of the things I'm happy to say is oh, I didn't just come up with it and say, here, here's something I used to be cool to do. Yeah. Well, it all came from news. News all came up with these characters. And um, we'll touch on it now in a second after we finish the little synopsis. But um, spoiler alert, um, they all started dying. Yeah. I was <laughs> the first to go. I was the first to go. Louis cut me. I was the first one to die. Uh, oh, I didn't cut you. One of the members of the cast cut you with a knife and that's how you went. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, blood bags and all we had for it. That came up in my Facebook memories actually a week. I forgot about yeah. that, yeah. Told on how to make blood bags. The, do you know those blood bags were made from just food and they tasted delicious? <laughs> <laughs> they tasted <laughs> They were chocolate. 
<laughs> chocolate and red food coloring or something. Oh my god! It was a dark, yeah. It was like it's it's, it's blood. <laughs> I was there. I was there, dead in the the, the um the ground, practically eating my own blood. It was <laughs> awful. But... <laughs> oh no, but young. <laughs> but yeah, it was go crack. It was really fun doing that. And then yeah, then finishes the synopsis. One of the people in the room was was in on it. Like saw. So, yeah. He gets up at the end and oh, the killer's been here the whole time, stuff like that. Yeah. And then it was it was one of my first experiences devising as well. I think. Um, yeah, it would have been my one of my first. Well, you know, devising and actually staging a production. Like we've done small things in workshops, but it was my first time, and um, we had a good time doing it. But what I thought was interesting is how at the beginning the play was totally different. We had a totally different concept. We were going to go in the direct. I don't know if you remember this, but we were going to go in the direction of us being in our own yep. separate spaces. Everybody was uh, like, the idea of keeping everybody on stage is what we wanted from the get-go. So we wouldn't yeah. have people in the wings coming in, coming out, having to change sets. The whole idea was if we keep it in one location, um, there's a name for that in film. I think it's called like a bubble episode. I think it's what it's called. Um, I, think, I could be wrong saying that. Now. You'll have to correct me on that if I'm wrong. But it's basically the whole lot of the episode is shot in one location, meaning you save money on sets, you save money on actors because only a handful can be in the one location. Some famous... Did. I find that no. more entertaining. I I struggle watching TV shows and things where they go to fifty different places. For me, I like familiarity. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever watched American Horror Story? Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I gave up on uh, the presidential one. Got a little bit. Oh, I got this a little, is what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, I got a little too on the nose from me. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> Every season of American Horror Story, they kept it to a very single location. So, season two was just Asylum. It was just set in the asylum with small bits taking part outside, but most of it was there. Murder house, um, carnival, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it was set in a single location and I liked that. But then what they did in the, um, what was it called? Cult, the The presidential election one. one. They were going everywhere. And for me, it just, I didn't like it. So I I enjoy that, you know, single location type thing. It works. It's it's, 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 nine times out of ten, it's just the studio wants to save money. It's basically what it is. I don't know if you ever... Do you watch uh, Breaking Bad? No, but I wanted to get into it. No, there's, a, there's an episode where they're in it like... Uh, like you, know, you know the whole concept about it, don't you? Yeah. But without giving too much away, there's one episode where it's just the two lads, uh, Walt and Jesse, um, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. And the whole episode is just set in the lab and they're trying to kill a fly. Because Oh, I've, I've heard of this. This is very... Fa- and the fly's just flying around. Yeah. Flying around, yeah. And just saying, I don't want to mess up the, the, the product. And uh, Vince Gilligan came out, the director and creator of the show, saying, look, it was just to save money. <laughs> it's like really not much. <laughs> I've seen, I actually, in my mind, that is something that um, that Quasi would do if he was a director. That That's like, that's very Quasi. It's um, what I do as well, like one location, it's it's great. And it worked as well, which means we didn't have to rely on props or, or we need yeah. chairs to make it look like a couch. All we had used had witches. We could, because it was a dirty room, we could litter the floor with whatever was needed. Yeah. And everything you needed to use was there. Like, um, all those bags of pasta and stuff and food. And- bags of pasta and food and empty, empty water bottles that you just had to, like, urinate into and all that. Was, um, yeah. Fair goes. That was we like, didn't actually, just, just just so go, we didn't but, actually pee on stage. No, he didn't, no. But we I didn't put, actually pee on stage. But I put orange cardial in it so it looked like he did. <laughs> It's theater, it's uh, the magic of theater. <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun time because you said we didn't. It was like you were all in your own pods, and it was on their own laptops or phones. And whoever's phone got hung up, we'd knock a light off, and then they'd be gone. That was what the original idea was. And 
Yeah. It was up to people to vote who went off, but they wouldn't know who was voting who was going off or something like that. Yeah, it was very, it was a totally different production, really. Mm. And then the idea of a who done it in reverse, we wanted to do. Yeah. So we know who done it, but we don't know who died was what the idea was going to be. Which would have been very complicated. It would have been very complicated. But it was a fun idea that we started with. It was. And you know what? It's on the shelf. <laughs> you are? It's on the shelf. That could be coming to a, a theatre near you next Thought year. Up there. Yeah, maybe so we'll figure out how to do that. But <laughs> it ain't those kind of moments. No. <laughs> no way. But um, what I enjoyed about that was uh, the characters. I really enjoyed the characters. I thought we had great... Char- I was a Russian... Uh, the, the, the Russian president's son. Um, yeah. And I took on a Russian accent for the entire... I Quasi Jerry would tell you I'm the only person in Mad YT to do an accent because they hate accents. <laughs> and I, I did a Russian accent. My father went to see that play. Because um, he, he, one, he likes to support what I'm part of and he likes to support him. He's a, he's a, he went to see a couple of plays of Mad as well. That I don't, he's a fan of Mad. He came to see the last one. I remember him coming, yeah. And uh, he's also giving me a lift home that day as well. Because <laughs> once stop in Dundalk at 8 o'clock on a Sunday or something, it's, it's hard to get home. And uh, he taught you were Russian. He genuinely taught you were Russian. He's like, that feels deadly. Like, what's he doing in Dundalk? Like, he's from Dundalk. <laughs> he's not the only one who said that. There was someone came up to uh, one of the members, and we actually we would be good friends with a Russian youth theatre called Atto, mm. and they actually visited us that summer before the play. And they thought I was an exchange student from Atto. <laughs> they were like, oh, when, when's he coming up? And here I am, probably one of the most prominent figures in Mad YT up to that point, and they didn't even recognize me. And I'm just because they had a Russian accent on. I remember to say you're one of the most prominent people in the dark. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that too, that too, yeah. Here you go. To say though, you are probably one of the most prominent people in Mad UT, and you've been there for a while. But I was there for the longest. Like you've grown up in Mad UT, you know what I mean? I joined when I was eleven, which is against the rules. But um, I I joined when I was eleven. You're what? You're 18 now, aren't you? I'm 18 now, so how, yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Seven years. Um, but on top of that, I I left for a year there. I'm actually not... A, I don't think you know... I'm not a member anymore. I'm yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I'm back in a different role now, but... Um, I don't know that. I'm chatting with Jerry. Jerry keeps me filled in what's going on with Mad. Does she? Did she tell, did she tell you I'm her understudy? Her understudy. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. That's the word I was using for a while because she couldn't come during the lockdown. Yeah, and not the lockdown, but we were still having workshops uh, when we were able to, and because of COVID, she didn't come. And I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'll take her role. I'm the Jerry's understudy." Because who, who's better to fit Jerry's shoes than me? So that's um, what we were doing. Trapped the wee days where I'd have to talk with Quasi and Jerry at the start of the day because I couldn't talk to him, and I just told him, "Go, can you warm up, please?" And then you're like, "Yeah, to me? You, yeah, you just take over and do a warm up with the guys." But I turn around and chat with the crazy and Jerry just to say here here's what's going on here's the deal here's what yeah. we need prop is here's what the story is yeah I actually I do remember that I for some reason crazy also loved, used to love doing that to me is Calvin warm them up like and that was me I don't know maybe I'm just good at warm ups you have that you have that charisma and personality that people can just warm to and also you're just very approachable and you're one of the you're a peer and if you not, like people trusting you that you know what you're doing you're not going to just do a silly warm up to make people laugh like you said, you've been there for seven years. You know the language. You know the lingo. You know how to do it. Oh, you know it's awful. I wake up every morning and I do a jump high before I get out of the bed. It's, <laughs> I, I, I eat, sleep and breathe youth theatre at this stage. Um, but so after Trapped, you... Well, you facilitated the first years, didn't you, for a while? 
Yeah, after that I went away for a while. What did I do? Um, just went away, I think. <laughs> oh, after shop I went on, and was it that year? It was... Oh, I can't remember. I done in 2017. Why couldn't I do drama in 2017? Oh, I was doing the demo on Over movie that year. So that's... Oh, okay. That's what happened in the middle. And then toward then October, my son was born that year. So, so you were... Yeah, so you had other obligations. There wasn't a lot. There was other things as well, like going on, personal things and all that, like just kind of going through life and discovering myself and stuff like that, which is no need to get into here because it's just all not needed. But um, just stuff going <laughs> on in life and uh, it all accumulated to that point. And then 2018, the ball got rolling on creating swords, my own youth theatre. And then it was around that time yeah. where he got back in touch and I was asked to return for something. I can't remember what it was. Um, it might have been we tried to devise something together. I don't know if that was 2019 or 2018. Was I there? You were there. This is when we decided to do a sitcom on stage. This never got made. Well, I, I do remember what was happening there. That was the time. So when we went to Prague the second time, Quasi took the play back. And uh, he was because ex- we we extend the play mm-hmm. because you can only do twenty minutes in Prague and we can't perform a twenty minute play. We want to do something that audience will pay money to see. Yeah. So he came back to extend it. So whilst he was extending that play, you were working with my group and we were coming up with the sitcom play idea that we yeah. never actually got to stage. Yeah, it was just something that we got together. I still I still have the notes somewhere around here. That I mean, actually I for me that was an anchor, but, pointing, but I have all the pictures, Israel. I have all the ideas that all came up with. I have all the um. Like the scenario just came up, and I think I've the map of the town as well, somewhere as well. But um, I just took a picture of them all and sent them all to Quasi, put them all into a little PDF file, and said, Look, that's what we came up with. Like, the whole idea was to come up and just create ideas together that might be used down the line. Still want to do that idea with Matt. If, like, once they I, I remember saying to Quasi, This is one of my favorite things we've ever devised because I think one, it was very silly. It was mm-hmm. very like it, it was had, meant to be. It was very like Eastenders, Cardi, that kind of like shock at the end of each one kind of thing. It was like a self-aware parody of um, soap operas, which <laughs> I love. Yeah. And if you, by the way, guys, if you're listening to this, <clears throat> and if I see a youth theater down the country taking this idea, we will sue. This is copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Mickey and Mickey. It's a lot of <laughs> Mickey and Mickey's. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we had this idea of um, doing it over. Uh, having little intervals and making our own ads. Yeah. Between. So the, the what it was, there's no idea I've always wanted to do making a multimedia production. So the show would be on stage, which would be you watching the TV show. Um, We probably would have done them 20 minutes each, like each episode. We wanted to do three stories over like 20, 25 minutes each. So the whole production would have been about 90 minutes. It's standard theater. And in between, we wanted to do ads, like we said, intervals. And there would have been ads that would have been recorded and projected on the backdrop of the of the stage, which also would have incorporated the town we were creating. Yeah, um, which was, was um, like, I mean, we called it, do you remember what we called it? I remember what we called it. It was like, ah. Uh, I remember the name. It was oh, well, Fun Dog. What was it? Fun Dog. Fun Dog, that's it, yeah. Fun Dog. <laughs> yeah. We, um... Fun dark. The we Mac actually recorded two ads, ads during the workshops. Did we? Yeah, and I was literally looking at it two weeks ago, and I was dying laughing. <laughs> oh, hey. That's brilliant. I'll always there once. 
once the world's not on fire anymore, I'm going to go around the way to see if you want to do that again. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll push for that. I'll push for that. <laughs> You're a leader, yeah. man. You got, you got that pull now. Yeah, and me and Jerry will back me up in anything. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was so much fun, that. Um, it's a shame we never got to do it. You what? No, we never got to stage it. But these things happen. Yeah, but it's there, you know what I mean? It's it's your yeah. scope to do that type of production. Like Trapped. When Trapped is over, I said, I don't want it. Keep it. It's you. It's I, All I did was put words into the characters' mouths to go back to what you said about loving the characters. I didn't make characters for Trapped. Use all did. Use quite yeah. all them characters. And I think it's good just to jump back real quick to 2017 Jordan Trapped rehearsals. Because we, we touched on a little bit that it was an original, like, something else completely different before it became what it was. And the way that became what it was, 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 saying was, because it was more of meaning. We were upstairs and then um, we've moved on from when Hall went out to the church place. Yeah. Well, we called it the church. I don't know what so it was. And there was an upstairs room. Like downstairs was this big red carpeted place with a bandstand. We were upstairs. Yeah. Day, usually we were downstairs, but this day we were upstairs. And the whole two hour workshop was one big improv session. What I took notes. I remember this. And that's where everybody was born. Yeah. And every so often I would stop, I'd say phrase, and I'd throw something in, I'd throw a bit of paper in with a note on it just to keep something going in a different direction so it wouldn't go stale. I'd throw objects in to use, and from there, everybody was born. Bit. Everybody yeah. was born. And that's where it all came from. Like, I, I think as a Leo became a prince, which then we made a king, which then we made, like, everybody was born. We had the Instagram model be created we had oh the pharmacy call came out with that Every, yeah. everything came out with that it's um, mad uh, we've worked with like since then I've worked with lots of people with mad and um, I've worked with some writers that it was a case they wrote a play for us um, mm-hmm. like specifically for us but it was just kind of here's the play you know there you go do that um, but it didn't have it didn't feel as personal than it did when we were involved in the devising process uh, with you, you know, like again, as you said, we these were our characters. We made yeah. these characters. All I did was put words in our mouths. And to be honest, if I could ever go back, I'd definitely rewrite it towards the end because we were we were we were running out of time, and I just yeah. had to go right. I need to end it because it's gonna run too long. And you know, guys need to get this done in like four weeks to rehearse. So I just have to just. It's why it looks like it's going up, and it's a nice steady roller coaster, guys. And then it falls with the death of your your what was, what was your character's name? It wasn't Blank, uh, was it? No. Vladimir Baranikov. I remember this because uh, we were having a quiz at MAD and that was one of the questions in the quiz. Baranikov. Yeah, Jerry told me about our quizzes. He's, he's used one of my faces for us. Like that. Was my, did we? We probably did, yeah. We had yeah. so many. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it goes down then it just quickly, just everybody just starts dropping my flies. And yeah. It was a bit like Hamlet. In the yeah. sense that, you know, everything goes well and then as soon as one person dies, it's like bang, 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 everyone's dead. And then that's it. And then towards the end, it's a uh, cold leaves. And who was it left? Was it Habib? Was that who it was? Was that just start screaming at the door? Habib, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I remember dead by Habib. If you blinked, he was just leaving left standing on stage. Like, what happened? <laughs> um, and then you came back after this play, you came back to do Did You Feel Unready at the time? Yep. That was the then. Prominent play. That was the last, yeah, that was the next time we seen it. Before that, that was, was our last production. We haven't done it. We haven't done a production since then. Really? It was that bad that I tanked mad, did we? <laughs> yeah, we we were broke after it. Um, no, well, COVID came in and 
everything. I'll go back, and back with yourselves and all. I think I came back again before that to do first years as well. You did, yeah. You a lot of things well, you never seen me there. Like I came back crazy to do um, on camera workshops as well and do other workshops with um, uh, the voicing workshops and other stuff like that as well. That like just went through somewhere. Good fun. Yeah. What wasn't yeah. fun was getting a bus at no. in the morning to get the done dark. Yes. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about that last night because I was telling Jerry that you're coming on. And for a second I thought to myself, how did Louie do that every single week? Because you travelled to and from Dundalk. Well, did you, did you ever stay overnight? No. Never? Jordan tracked. It crossed my mind maybe to stay for one of the days, but then I ended up getting a lift. So I was like, no, I'm not going to bother. No, it did cross my mind, but then just the way it all fell in, I was able to stay up until last bus time. Yeah. I always gave myself the time to get home on the last bus. It's grand. It's already saying to me, uh, fiance there yesterday the day before when I was walking up towards my grandmother's house because that's the way I walk and get the bus to the Matthew's coach I was like you know I kind of missed going to Dundalk I just really missed the bus trip up and I missed just wandering around the marshes and well that's one thing about Dundalk it's uh, we're very lucky because the buses are brilliant for, to and from Dublin so like you can get a direct I, I'm in college up in Trinity and um, it takes me if I wanted to get to the library it would take me 40-45 minutes mm. it's grand like um Andy. It's good as well where you're there and I'm mad getting up because you're just dead centre, you know. The crazy at all. Literally, we're in the centre of the town. If you had opened up a U theatre in rural Dundalk, I, I guess we probably would never have met again because I'd be like, nah, no, I don't drive. So I'd be like, no, nah, that's not worth my time going up there. So it's kind um, of handy. So, like, so yeah, we came back for our. Were you ready at the time? Is that what's called? Did you feel ready at the time? That was probably one of Quasi's titles. The actual official title was <laughs> Did You Feel Unready at the Time? Quasi would introduce it as uh, Were You Ready at the Moment When It Happened? That was one of them. Uh, did You Feel Ready? Uh, were You Ready When It Happened at the Play? Oh, it was mad. It was mad. But to be honest, that's what I remember when we were choosing the title. I said, This title is too long and it's just too complicated. <laughs> I don't know if I ever said it to you is how I got landed with that job. It was like, I came in, what, two weeks before? Showtime? No, I think it was... I think. Oh, maybe it was actually two weeks, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very far, late in the process anyway. four hours, which is... I know, you never... Oh, you did! I, I remember that! Script. Because the play, we were... um, We were kind of stuck in creative limbo for a while. Mm. That's the best way to put it. Um, and Louis came in, and what was that like coming in so last minute? It was out with nothing. He caught me out on that field, but... Um, I went up to um, have a chat about working in skills to do stuff for transition years. And yeah. that's what we were talking about. We were having a coffee and we were having a conversation. And we were just chatting away. And then I don't know what it was. Just uh, just talking about swords. Oh, sorry, the laptop's making noise there. Sorry. And um, it was talking about just stuff, um, skills. And then I was talking about that I'd love to do a show in the space about walking with um what's it called just doing a show inside mad as if it was a house or something like that or like uh like site specific site specific show yeah because that's my bread and butter that is like that's that's what i grew up doing in new theater was so specific i'm so sorry this keeps making noise. i don't mute this laptop and um yeah and then it's kind of like the light bulb went off in his head and he's like uh, well i'm doing this <laughs> i was like what's this and he said, we're doing this show and it's going to involve this and that. And I was like, Ooh, will you do it? I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it, yeah. And he said, right, cool, it's in two weeks. I was like, no, what? <laughs> yeah. 
And I said, you know what? F it, I'll do it. Um, only I didn't say yes, I said I would. And then my first day of rehearsals, <laughs> first day of rehearsals, I was late. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I missed the bus. To be honest, I'm going to be honest, I probably wasn't even there. I so. missed the bus, <laughs> and I have to get a Dublin bus to the, to the airport to grab a bus, Airden bus, to get up to Dundalk. And I was like, oh, I don't why, even know. Why did you make it so complicated for yourself? Because the next Matthews coach would have been like two hours away. This was like a Sunday, so I missed one bus on a Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, we. I remember we did. We used to rehearse mad days for that play. And uh, the bus there, the bus would have been like eighty minutes away. So like we can wait an extra whatever, or I can just hightail it to the airport now and just get this bus yeah. and make up the lost time. Like, so you were late. I was late. Crapping the myself. Level of unprofessionalism. The four days rehearsal I had, and I was late for the first one. Yeah. But then we ended so up three and a half. Yeah, but we did end up giving ourselves extra days though as we went into it. Yeah, we did. Because when it came to the last week, we were, every single day, I think we were nearly rehearsing. We were. And then the tech rehearsal, we hadn't even done a full run through at that stage. That was, wasn't the tech rehearsal the first full run through? Yeah. And I remember, I, I, I didn't want to do it. I wanted to say, don't do it to them. Please don't put them through it. Don't, um, they can't, don't do that to them. But, crazy now, like, <laughs> be a wake up call. <laughs> but I have no faith in it. I was kind of like, yeah, give them an extra day, but at the same time, I kind of knew you just could do it. So, yeah. but um, I think it did. It gave us that kick up the back. So we didn't go, okay, let's uh, hunker down. And the do the fir- I'll be I'll, I'll be brutally honest now. The first time you performed that play, it was atrocious. Yeah, but that was your wake up call. <laughs> it was <laughs> awful. I remember there was tears. It was now we performed this play about I'd say at least ten times because we did multiple t- uh, times. It was three days. And then it was three shows, three shows, two shows, or it was something like that. It was it was a three, four? Was it two, two, and three? Two, two, and three. Yeah, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, but eight shows we did. Um, and the first show, atrocious. I remember thinking to myself, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. We can't do this. Um, we were forgetting lines. Um, it was just, it was all over the place. Um, but then what happened then was that was, as you said, a wake up call for everyone. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, it actually got really, really good. Yeah, that was the first day. Sorry, that was the tech. That would have been the Thursday. And then Friday was the fourth from the shows, wasn't it? We had, you're actually right. We had a tech rehearsal, but we had audience members for the tech rehearsal. Yeah, and it was a press day as well. And no, it wasn't a press day. It was just that. And then it was like, yeah, we wouldn't put two, three shows in one night. But that fourth night was your tech as well as your. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it was preview night was your tech night. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we never teched. That's what it was. We did full run through, but we never teched. And, uh, it's just what I was saying. It's like we had so little time to do. We, had, we could only do what, what we could. And uh, look, there's even people, there's even parts of the show I'd never seen at that stage because there was guys who had to work and they couldn't come in the days that I could get up. And it was just a way like... It was all over the place. It really was. crazy had them. And then on one of the days I got to see their shift at that part. It was like, yeah. But they were the downstairs... They, that was Clodagh and Scott. Yeah, and I'd never seen and it. They're seen, and I didn't see the scene, but apparently it was out of this world. Yeah, it was really, really like, just real engaging and like you weren't meant... You didn't want to be there kind of thing watching this and yeah. great. Again, there was, there'd be things that had changed as well, just for the crack. Yeah, well, I think in everything, you looking back, you always say, well, I'll do this differently and I'll do this differently. I definitely would but what I love about that I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask Boys Girls. I definitely would have changed it. Really? Yeah. This, why? I don't know. I just probably because I'm from Dublin. I just when I, when I always thought back to it, and I was like, you know what? They should have put in like Maniac 2000 or something. 
That just would have been like such a party song. Everyone dancing. I, I thought you were going to say something like Bewitched, Say La Vie or something like that, you know? <laughs> the Irish Spice Girls. Um, what I love about this play, though, as you said, like it just out of nowhere, it just kind of clicked and it became really, really good. Do you remember the last night? The last night? We were all hyped for... because how well it was going. The final, and the final, final, the final, the final show where everything just where went, we went like, I thought, like I thought Lorden was going to beat the head off people when she was roaring at them. I thought everything was going to yeah. go. Yeah. Do you remember Everyone's we, we threw food out all over the place? You what? We threw, uh, Cloda threw a drink in Scott's face. Oh yeah, we that was planned. threw a table up in the air. Yes, the drink was planned. I know the drink was planned. No, I do know that. But Quasi didn't know that. No, Quasi knew about it. I had to okay with Oh, Jenny, okay. okay. I okay with Quasi and Jerry for us. I said, look, what if he throws a, throws a drink or she throws a drink in Scott's face? And I was like, does he have clothes here? We just need to know, does he have spare yeah. clothes here? He's like, yeah, he's like a matte t-shirt that he can wear. But I remember, because we were downstairs, we were outside chanting. I think I was on the cigarette as well, we were chanting. And uh, so, you know, the downstairs window to the, to the downstairs bedroom, that was um, the Kyra's bedroom downstairs. Not the downstairs, the mad place, which was the bedroom. The ground floor. Yeah, which was the bedroom for, for the play. Yeah, oh, yeah, we converted that to strange house. Kitchen was upstairs, bedroom was downstairs. Mm, so, a few of them were in the bathroom as well. One of those like, used was like, what? But um, I remember we were talking, and then the little small window, Claude was sitting there doing our makeup for the show. And then yeah. I was like, we had that chat. I was like, will we do this? And I got my phone and I typed out the message so I wouldn't give any suspicion at all. I took her out of the room or we tried to grab her. We didn't know it. it was none of us knew. Yeah, so we were like, we can't say yeah, and we can't if we take her out of the room, someone's gonna know something's up. And people are going to, people are gonna ask what's up if we take her out of the room. So I just yeah. tapped on the window and I just held my phone up to the window with the message. Last show, throw drink on Scott. And she yeah. just looked at me and she's like real shotgun, really. And I went, Yep, you crazy and Jerry behind me going, Yep, yep. And they're like, look, she's looking around and I think I took the message going, we have spare clothes, don't worry. And like, keep it to yourself. And it was just one of those things. Like, it was and she of- did keep it, because I'm Claude's best friend, right? She didn't tell me. So she kept it under wraps. Um, and and it was, I remember thing, like, he was like, <gasps> and then, what was- is going on? <laughs> and I thought it was great, but then we, <laughs> you almost corpsed when it happened. <laughs> what? You almost corpsed when it happened. Me? Yeah, it's not really. Did I? Yeah. Like you, you had a line. I don't know what it is. Your line is what are you talking about or something. And uh, after the drink got spilled, you're just sitting there and you just, you have to, you're looking away from the audience and you can sort of like, your line is usually like, for, like, what are you talking about? Like straight like that. You're just yeah. going around going, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. The shoulders are going, you can hear yourself snoring through your laughter. Like, no, please don't cross, Calvin. This is the perfect moment. <laughs> but in the um, with the character as well, that came back and I was like, Yeah, he's a little shit story. So I was definitely would have laughed at that. Like, yeah, that was actually that was the truth because my that was my character. So maybe he would have laughed. Um, the went, yeah, the, the, the nuts went, the crips went, the cards went. There were my cards like, was, <laughs> they all went and it was like, no, what me, uh, we one, one of the elements of the play I liked, which was kind of it's kind of an unspoken rule of uh, of theater not to do this, but it's play well known songs. You don't do that in theater, never like that. Is that's you never do it. So this played, show needed it, yeah. So we one. wanted the audience, the audience were at the party, so we wanted them dancing, we wanted them to have fun. But the, we played one of the songs. Um, do you remember Lizzo? <laughs> yes, that's what that was my introduction to Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo, oh, fantastic, I love her. But um, we played Truth Hurts by Lizzo. And when it played, I 
every night without fail, I would go, do you remember? And Ava would go, oh, school. Like the lines made no sense. Yeah. But from now on, every time me and um, Ava are in the same room and that song comes on, we without a flinch say, do you remember? And she'll go, school. Uh, <laughs> even though we're not in the same school. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, we got that on New Theatre. I remember them like one of my good friends that we met in New Theatre. Um, I call her Mama. And she calls me son because one of my very first plays we played mother and son. And, and like there's only the like there's only, yeah, there's only a year or two between us like friends from the I'm like Mama son. Isn't it mad though? Like the like the relationships you form, you know, through plays. Like, did you feel unready at the time and? you know, through youth theatre and um, things like that. Like, I'm the, some of my best friends I met through, oh, most of my best friends I met through youth theatre, which is unbelievable. That's youth theatre. Um, like, youth theatre is very important, I think. It's one of those, it's powerful. A lot of people don't know it. It's not just acting. It's, it's a powerful thing. Yeah, and you hear people say that, you know, the whole, oh, we're like a family and all this, but it really is, you're that close to some people in your youth theatre that it's like you would do anything for them. Yeah. And um, like, so what youth theatre were you part of? That's part of Roundabout Youth Theatre. And there's still... Operating, aren't they? I don't think they're around it anymore. Jeff was now. They're more of like a film thing. They do film now mainly. They make short film productions and all that. They have a load of good films that they make at the moment. Because um, Jeff is also facilitator. He's done the same training as us, but he's also a filmmaker. And um, I think he's, he's that's his forte, he's filmmaking. So he's kind of converted around the production. He has a name, I can't remember what it is. But um. It's, it's and, blanking me now, but um, yeah, they can make some real good films. So you've worked with Fair City, you know. Um, oh, what's the what's the play the film called and the TV show? Yeah, on River. That's it. Um, you worked with, you know, on sets like that. What do you think from your years in youth theatre? What did that teach you that you used on set and things like that? Yeah, not a lot to be honest. Because it's so, really it's so different. Yeah, like stuff like it's probably helped a lot more in Fair City to. When you have those serious moments, you need to just get into those. Like, there's parts of Fair City where I've had to, for over the years, I've had to, like, um, spill the beans that I helped bury a dead body or I had to admit to doing something really dark. And then you just, you tune into those things in New Theater, you learn to get the character and stuff like that. And that really helped. Like, learning to just come your breathing techniques and getting into different, getting into your character and helping yourself get to that moment. Or stuff like that, I'm never going to use that because it's just, Spuddy's a dope who just likes eating and yeah like he's just a sidekick he's a dopey sidekick who has his human moments when he wants them like that show can go there but it doesn't go there enough that's needed like that's like now I'm not trying to shit on the show and I'm like, sorry pardon my language but it's just there are two different things but when it came to drama it was a lot more engaging like yeah last year it's a different genre altogether yeah. like it's comedy last year I went back to theatre after 11 years hiatus of being just on um, primarily film, exclusively film so like, TV. I went back last year was your first time in eleven years being on stage. Yeah, since two thousand eleven, since two thousand nine, and then and what production was that? It was called a surprise. Uh, pardon me, and um, so that was before theatre, theatrical production, theatrical production. But before that, I hadn't been on stage since I was sixteen, maybe. So it's even gone back for that because I don't so specific stuff. I was in apartments. I was in. Yeah. Um, museums and stuff like that and other places and so it was great to go into that again and have that to finally be because I've only been on the, the directing side since then with you guys and other youth theatres just doing that and so to be on the receiving end of direction again and delving into those carriers and unlocking those things I learned from youth theatre like beating, beating out your scripts and for the first time in ages saying what does he mean by this line I hadn't said that in so long but when I said it it just this thing unlocked I'm like wow 
back in back around about again. I'm learning about these people. I'm, That's got, one thing I always say about the arts and you know youth theatre, but also dance and things like that. And um, it teaches you how to take a, crit- uh, a critique. Yeah, you know, you're able to stand there and be able to receive criticism and apply that, which is very. Uh, no matter if you go into accounting or if you go on to become a world famous actor, it's an important trait to have to be able to receive a critique and you know. Yeah, I and criticism. Where you from? Doing we train in youth theatre, become a facilitator. Um, I learned about the word criticism a bit more because when you hear critique, criticism, you're instantly negative. It's like, yeah. oh, it's nothing, whatever. It's I don't want to know that. But it's um, uh, what's the word? It's constructive. That's the word. I was like, I had it. Don't, yeah, I don't try to find constructive criticism. Is what I use. I don't say I criticize something. I give constructive criticism. The reason I'm saying yeah. it is not to put down, it's to make it better. You know I was told when given criticism, it's good to sandwich it. So you give a compliment, you give the criticism, and then you give another compliment. So I really liked when you did this, but here you kind of fell down. But maybe you should try this. Yeah, compliment sandwich is now on ours, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, good, bad, good. I think that's a word for it, yeah, compliment sandwich or something like that. Yeah, means, yeah. I think that's a great, a great uh, technique. It is a good way of doing it. Like the first one is just there to say, hey, that's great. Then you slip in what you want to know. And then you, know, you can also offer a voice. And then you have everything there. Like, okay, that's great. It's not just someone going, didn't like the way you did that. No, I'd rather have it. It doesn't work that way. Instantly will destroy any young person's creativity if you start showing that crap out there like that. And I've learned that. And I've worked with direct, well, no, actually new directors, choreographer. Uh, one single choreographer before, I won't mention his name, on the, I won't slaughter him on the podcast. <laughs> but, and he did that spill thing. The tea, just, Gavin, spill the tea, spill the tea. <laughs> say his name. <laughs> Uh, no, he did this thing of just, it wasn't so much a critique. It was more just an insult in a way. It was like, you're doing this wrong. Why are you doing this wrong? I'm like, would you not be better off telling me what I should do right rather than do something wrong? Yeah. Um, and I think that's something in youth theatre that I've learned over the years. And I think it's a great uh, skill to have for anyone. It um, is. Because that's one of the magic things about youth theatre. It's not just a place to go and do acting or whatever people may call it do drama or as people would call it like we'd always say that we never say we're going to, to you theater we're going to go oh go on the drama back later you call it the drama yeah that's what it was known as and it's just no matter what you could have 20 young people from any walk of life in the same room and if they're there to do drama it does not matter if half of them listen to heavy metal music did or half listen to rap music they like this movie they like that movie they think this and they think that when it's you're in that space you're all there for drama you all speak the same language you all jump at the same, you all do everything the same. And then I've seen people who you wouldn't think would be friends. And then you see them and they're just laughing together, they're talking, they're interacting. And if it was in a school environment or anywhere environment, they'd never talk. They'd never even think about interacting. But all of a sudden, these people are peers and they know, oh, we have, we're paired up, we have to do an improv now. Use a new, they also like, oh, we do give and take, you do this, I do that. Yeah, yeah, deadly, we do this. And they know what to do together. They can speak to each other without feeling embarrassed of who they are themselves. And that's one of those things about drama. It's so important to a young person. And like, it's just, I think every young person should at least experience it. And if they don't like yeah. it, they don't like it. Because it's if you're forced to go there, never go there. If, if I'm looking for young people for swords, I always say to their parents, it's like, oh, I just want to get them somewhere to do something. It's like, well, let them know before they come. Like, let them know that they're coming here. Because they might not want yeah. to do it. And I'm not babysitting service. I'm not well, there's no point. Like, there's no when point comes, if they don't want to be there. There's no point because you won't get the benefit. And I'm gonna just you need that passion, yeah. Just let them know they're going, 
And then let me know as well. Don't let me think that they want to be there for themselves. Because there's people who I know, there's two lads in my youth theatre. And one of them wanted to do become an actor. And he brought his best mate with him. And the best mate didn't want to be there. And he's now one, of the, he's now one of the best people in the league. Like, he's just so invested. Like he was just day one. He just didn't care. He's like, yeah, you're asking me to do something. I'll do it. He didn't half arse it. Like if you had to fill it, like walk the space and then if you see an empty space, fill it. Point at it and fill it. This dude who came as the best mate, he was pointing arm all the way out and just going. I was like, wow, like this dude wants to be here. And then I found out, no, he was just a tag along to help. And it was one of our yeah. neighbors. Like, it's great. And did he say? Yeah, he's still there. Well, I don't know where, how many members I have now since we've been closed for over a year now. Maybe. We will have to wrap up in a few. We're definitely over time, but sure doesn't matter. Sorry, we'll go on. <laughs> but um, how is how is swords going on? Are you taking a break for a lockdown? We're in lockdown, or? yeah. So we were still locked down since the level five restriction came in. And how were you doing prior to that? We were doing great. We were gonna we were setting up this last year was gonna be our year for our first show. That's what the plan was, and we went online. It was hard to get people online. Some of the guys were coming, some of the guys weren't. But I could tell that online workshops weren't quite the same as because a lot of my guys are, st- are first timers they're still green they've never done new terror before so it's probably it's different from mad where you are all have that rapport with each other they're all friends or they see each other again and be like hey what's going on let's do something well actually I think if you came back to mad now you'd be in shock it's a totally different place how come it's different well <laughs> the members you worked for has kind of left and now there's a whole new group of members and don't know, I, was meant to, I, was meant to, I was meant to do the four series last year so you were, yeah. And then, yeah. I think, like in lockdown, or whatever, the second set of restrictions came in, like, a couple of days before. I was like, no, I was ready. Yeah. I mean, leave card and all popped up to come back down. <laughs> the, uh, no, you, you'll definitely, we'll have you, well, I, I was going to say we'll have you back, but we'll definitely have you back, uh, Lou, if you'll have us. Oh, uh, as I said, I'm always, I, I love Mad Youth Theatre. I love the passion behind Mad Youth and the members and everybody in it it's just it's a great place to go it is mad mad by name mad by nature but it's part of the spirit you know like we always say the best thing about Mad is once mad always mad because you're always welcome back and I always feel welcome back and it's always great to come back I just can't wait to come back again and just see everybody is you know well you'll definitely have to come back you know when we can open and uh, hopefully we'll be open before summer and you might be able to pop down and Definitely, definitely. Have a wee look around and meet some of the new members. Definitely come down so, if you allow me. We <laughs> never know. We could train you. Well, up. Yeah. You could train you up, Calvin. That's it. You doesn't have to get get me down and pay me anymore. You know what I mean? It'll keep you with for four years. You will. Oh, don't please don't tell me that. Please don't tell me that. <laughs> right, Louis. We better wrap up because we are. I I said to Louis before we're starting. Thirty minutes, Louis, and we're on about fifty minutes. Well, well, that doesn't matter. We had, we had part one before the delivery came. We did. Um, we did, actually. So it's going to be a lot longer. Um, but sure, look, at, it was sure entertaining. And we'll definitely have you back on because you have a lot more memories. Definitely. Than, um, Whenever we get you back on, this. I'd love you to part of this again. It's a great thing to have. You did a podcast. It's fantastic for people during lockdown to listen to it and all that. And um, yeah, you're a great host to have as well. Yeah. Only personally, you're a great person to just chat and listen to it as well. So we'll say it's a really lovely podcast to listen to. Thank you. Will you leave us a review, a five-star review, and recommend it to your friends and family? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. I won't recommend you. Well, that's okay. I'm going to delete this episode now. <laughs> <laughs> right, Louis. I'll see you later. And um, everyone at home, uh, tune in next time where we'll be talking to. Actually, I won't tell you who we're talking to because, quite frankly, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, 
I'm not organized, Louis. I'm not a professional. And <laughs> she was see you all again. Bye.